The Health Corner with Lutendo Paswana, Tuesdays, 11 a.m. to midday. We have uh, our doctor on the line, Dr. Janesh, Janesh Kanda, and this is uh, the doctor. Lucky enough, I have uh, gotten to, to meet with him, work with him, and a very experienced doctor in this space, and he... he he just loves the sport. By the way, that's another thing. You you do something that you love with mm-hmm. passion, and and it becomes. I don't think he's waking. He he's somehow living some life somewhere. Doctor Janice. Yes, Lutendo. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? I'm I'm happy to to be hosting you because I, I do know that uh, uh, for you it's it's the love, not not just the job that you're doing. Yes, hundred percent. No, it's it's. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, like you said, we were, I was privileged enough to work with you as well in in Malawi a few months ago. Yeah. Now, Doc, we we are talking about you know athletes that are just so injury prone. Earlier when we were having a discussion, we we are talking about Neymar. He's out. Uh, he has had an ankle injury during the World Cup he had an ankle injury before the World Cup he had an ankle injury. it just seems like this is something that is always there in his life and he keeps experiencing injuries and, and people start wondering why him why you know same players sort of experiencing the same thing when we say injury prone what what does proneness mean? What does prone being injury prone mean exactly? Yeah, so I think that just uh, in being injury prone just refers to the risk of being re-injured. Yeah. Um, and often you do have a few players that are at more risk of getting injured. We often see in a lot of our sort of players as well. Mm. Um, obviously, I'm predominantly in rugby, and we do have a few of those players who just end up being at a higher risk for injury for whatever reason that is. In a case like you've mentioned with somebody like Neymar, yeah. as soon as you have, I mean, one of the biggest risks of injury is having an injury on that joint or on that limb previously. That's one of the biggest risk factors for re-injury. Mm. Um, so often if, for example, he has injured his ankle two, three or four times, it often means that there's that there might be a bit of instability in that ankle that's putting him more at risk of multiple injuries uh, throughout his career. Mm. And, you know, Doc, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, are there some athletes that are more susceptible to injury than others? And, and when I'm saying athletes, maybe related to sports, related to mm. the sports that they are doing, or just the way they, they are, are there those that we can identify and think, oh, they they are just generally injury prone. Yeah, I think that's 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 quite a difficult one. If mm. I think if we were able to identify which which athletes, especially in the professional zones, mm. are more at risk of injury than others, it would often make your recruiting process a lot easier because you would naturally, as an organisation, you would mm. you would select players that are less injury or less of an injury risk or less injury prone, like you mentioned. Yeah. So it's very difficult to identify um, which athletes are more at risk. Hmm. I think as sort of as you work with the injuries, you often build this injury profile with them. Oh, yeah. And that's when you start identifying who is more at risk. Once you've identified a, a player or an athlete that is at risk of injury, 
we as a medical team working in the team can start putting measures in place, um, prehabilitation, rehabilitation, um, that can reduce their risk of injury. Mm. We can never make them completely injury-free, but we can at least reduce their risk of, of new or recurrent injuries. So, so injury is inevitable, but, but there are those that would say the older you, you are as an athlete, the more prone uh, you are to injuries. Or is, is, is this statement any uh, best? Does it bear any truth? Uh, I think to some extent it, it possibly will bear some truth. I think yeah. obviously if you're looking at age over 35, there might be a higher risk of injury, but it was with mm. the conditioning of the athlete. Yeah. Um, I think if you've got a well-conditioned athlete, your injury risk will be the same between a 20-year-old versus a 30-year-old, maybe, I mean, if you're looking at a sport like rugby or soccer or yeah. where you are pushing the limits all the time, um, anything over sort of 32, 33, 34, you do have a higher risk of injury just just because physiologically you are aging. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it is one of those where you might see a a older athlete that manages at a high performance, um, in a high-performance sport and then in the same breath, you might see a young athlete sort of straight out of school or quite young, 2021, that doesn't, that doesn't manage and has more injuries. Yeah. Um, so, again, it's not, a, it's not a sort of a rule yeah. um, that an older athlete will be more injury prone or more at injury risk than, um, than, than a young younger athlete. Mm. Yeah. No, that, that, that's interesting. And knowing you and your extensive experience in, in the field, how do you help young athletes avoid drawn-out injuries in, in their future? Is there a way that we can try and, and assist them? Yeah, so I think uh, when we look at an injury or when we look at injuries or when we look at athletes, we need to bear in mind that, that injury can be predicted through sort of two aspects. So you've mm. got external loads, um, and that's just, their actual training load. How much are they running? How much are they lifting? Mm. Um, how much are they accelerating? Um, and then you've got the internal loads. How much of stress are they going through? Are they sleeping well? Are they eating properly? Are they recovering adequately? So when you put those two sort of internal and external loads yeah. together, we can start addressing um, components in each of those sort of headings. Mm. In, in, an, in, in the sense of external load, we need to make sure that we are loading our athlete appropriately. So we're not expecting them to rock up to training for their first day today and make them run 10 days. Mm. Um, and then do the same thing tomorrow and the same thing the next day because we know that will lead to injury. Mm -hmm. So we need to slowly build a base that over three, four, five weeks, they're able to, to tolerate high loads. But in the same breath, we need to make sure they're recovering properly. They're eating well. They're drinking enough water or drinking enough... Um, sort of, of whatever supplement they recovery they need. Exactly. Okay. Um, we 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 addressing any sort of stresses that they have. When you look at your varsity varsity cup is now going on, you look at your varsity athletes, mm. studying causes a lot of psychological stress, which reduces sleep, which puts a athlete at risk of injury. So it's always important to address all these different aspects mm. in order to help the athlete stay injury free or prevent injury. No, that's that's great, Doc. And and knowing you have worked with uh, women and and mm. also work with rugby sevens for 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 males, 
One one thing, and and it's interesting that I'm talking rugby sevens for males because that kept you up uh, for the better part of uh, Malawi work. Uh, during the day, at night, you, yeah, you are yeah. simply unable to sleep because you want to make sure that you keep up to date with what was going exactly. on on the other side. But, but exactly. it, would there be differences uh, between men and women where injuries are concerned? Yes, definitely. I think, so we know that the research currently in the women's game is, is picking up. There mm. is more and more research going into the women's game. Um, but there definitely are differences between injury profiles between the men and the women. Mm. Um, a lot of it also comes down to, like I said, lack of training load in the women. Mm. Because the game is still not professional, there is there is sort of a lack of um, continuity in their training, whereas with the men, we're together for six to eight months of the year, mm. and there's adequate training load that's always placed on them. No, that- um, when we look at anatomical differences, um, if you just look at the hip with mm. Q angles, that already we know there's an increased risk of ACL injuries in females versus males. Mm. Um, the same with concussions. We know that certain um, movements in the game of rugby are more sort of, um, what's the word? It's it's just it's more prevalent in the women's game in terms of a whiplash or head hitting the ground. Mm. Uh, as opposed to the men. So there, there definitely are differences. Um, and that's purely just based on an anatomical and a physiological difference between male and female. Yeah. No, that, I think that's, that's quite interesting and, and, and I think more needs to be put into research of, of, mm. of women uh, athletes because mm. lately they are, they are, they're getting more involved and it's becoming more intense and intense uh, as as we see, our women won the African Nations Cup, and and yeah. now they are heading for World Cup. Obviously, it's a big big thing that mm. everyone wants to be part of it. But the the injuries still remains a big challenge that might actually see us not progressing as well as we, we would love to. And South Africa being South Africa, one would think they would take this advantage and be leaders with regard to research in this particular mm. space because. Yes, there's a gap. It needs to be, you know, uh, covered. And and as your wrap-up uh, message and, and indication, are certain sporting codes worse than others when it comes to, to injuries? Yes. Um, I mean, there's been a couple of papers that have come out of sort of the Olympic Games, obviously now with, with Rugby Sevens being an Olympic, um, Olympic Sport. sporting code. And yeah. you see it quite consistently that Rugby Sevens in itself has one of the highest injury burdens. Um, even when you compare rugby sevens to rugby 15s, there's a, there's a much higher um, incidence of injury in rugby sevens. Mm-hmm. So rugby just being a contact sla- slash collision sport, we are bound to see much higher injury rates mm-hmm. as opposed to football where you're more likely to see non-contact um, mm-hmm. ankle, sort of knee, hip injuries, groin injuries, uh, whereas with rugby, you end up seeing a lot of the acute contact-related stuff, your concussions, um, your dislocations, your fractures. Yeah. So it, it's by nature of what what sort of the rugby sports. is in terms of it yes. being a contact sport. We do see quite high high incidences of injury in, in rugby as opposed to other sports. There you got it uh, from the doctor himself who works with rugby as much, that 
you need to be very well conditioned when you go to play rugby because it can be <laughs> can be very brutal. And on that <laughs> on that note, Doc, exactly. we we really appreciate your contribution. We really really and and I'm hoping we can do this uh, again in the future. I I I have said to my producer, uh, this 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 is my doctor that I want us to to from time to time will run to if he has time talk to him on time he will avail himself and he will be able to talk to us he will help us greatly thank you for the opportunity to attend i really appreciate it all right have a lovely uh, afternoon yeah. bye thanks you too bye. the health corner with lutendo paswana tuesdays 11 a.m to midday